0: We're live. It's Bobby Burton along with Jerry Hamilton of On Texas Football and InsideTexas.com. A big recruiting weekend for the Longhorns. Jerry, uh, you talked to almost all of the guys uh, that were there this weekend. You were out at the airport uh, getting them uh, as they were getting on their flights tonight and in, in this afternoon, excuse me, uh, back home now. Uh, Jerry, Longhorns get two commitments over the weekend uh, Santana Wilson, defensive back out of uh, the Scottsdale area. Son of uh, Adrian Wilson, the former Pro Bowl defensive back for the Arizona Cardinals, now obviously uh, a uh, in the personnel department, head of the personnel department, I believe, at the Carolina Panthers. And then Freddie Debose, about an hour ago, announced his decision. We knew about that uh, sometime yesterday afternoon. Yeah. We were uh, holding that uh, in in uh, trying to make sure that uh, we didn't uh, break the news on him because we want we like these guys to get their own moment in yeah. the sun, right? Um, Your takeaway on the two commits, and then we'll go over the weekend as a whole. And then obviously, we're here on Sunday nights to take everyone's questions. But let's start, Jerry, to your point with the two commitments. Well, I got to start with something else first.
1: Okay. I took Bobby wins on the two commitments on the one and a half over. I'm here to eat my crow. Okay, now let's get on with the show.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm happy to. E. Kim's
1: Kim's first question. There it is. (laughs)
0: <laughs> hey Jerry, seriously, Santana yeah. Wilson, defensive yep. back. I I feel like Texas got a steal there. Yeah, uh, and then Freddie Debose. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I, I love Santana Wilson. We talked about it, Bobby. The DBs of either pro DBs, the sons of those guys, or NFL receivers. Those kids are just turning out. They're turning out at a higher rate than other prospects are right now of NFL kids. Um, and that is uh that is interesting to me. Um, and, and I think when I talked to Santana at the airport today at Bergstrom, um, what was interesting to me is I asked him about Texas, but I asked, what about his dad? I, and, and, and he said, look, he had relationships, um, with Sarkeesian and Terry Joseph. He knew those guys both. Um, and he thinks the program's headed in a really good direction. I'm talking to Adrian Wilson, the former NFL safety, who's a front office guy in the NFL now. And he said he thinks the program's headed in the right direction and that Santana fits the defensive scheme well. And so Adrian Wilson was 100% behind his son's commitment to Texas. And they were so strong on this. I asked Santana one important question. I said, when you got on the plane – did you know you're committing to Texas? And he said, yes. I said, did your dad know you're committing to Texas? He said, yes. I said, all right, that's all I need to hear. And then he talked about spending time with uh, Gavin Holmes, hosted him, Bobby. How many times does a portal guy who's been on campus two months host a kid? That means Gavin Holmes has really picked up on things quickly. And that also means Texas really likes Santana at Corner. So for you, you, Texas fans on this, Uh, on this live stream saying, is this kid going to play corner? Is he going to play safety? He was hosted by Gavin Holmes. That's kind of telling. And Adrian Wilson obviously thinks his son, like Chet Brooks, thinks his son has a chance to play corner, so he's going to start his career at corner. Freddie Debose, Bobby, we we talked about on the video, he's an elite athlete. He's a high-end athlete. Uh, Came back really quick off an ACL. I think he tore his ACL first high school game of the season. Then he was back at the state track meet, and he was back in time to qualify for the state track meet. And so you kind of looked at it and say, what are his times going to be like next year on the track? I mean, triple jump wasn't where it was. I mean, he'd gone 47 and change before. Um, he'd gone 22-8 in a long jump, uh, but his 400-meter came back. Um, but he, he's just an elite high-end uh, athlete. I asked a college coach about Freddie Debose. And he said, "Freak athlete, got to get more consistent." And when he said consistent, he was talking about arms extended catching a football. Um, but he said, "Total freak athlete," and and he hasn't done it for a year. So these guys still have to develop, but you can't teach the athleticism he has.
0: Jerry, um, this this brings up a, a question at both positions, and that's numbers, uh-huh. right? Uh, because Texas, we don't we think they're going to take three corners. Uh, but how many total DBs? Five or six? Um, uh, and wide receivers, we were thinking three, possibly four. Uh, Debose takes one of those spots immediately. There's other committable offers out there that we understand. yep, um, As well, Ryan Wingo was in town. Aaron Hampton, uh, who this is a, a, a note for uh, folks of Inside Texas. If you're got a subscription there, you noticed earlier. Justin Wells spoke with Aaron Hampton. Texas now recruiting Hampton as an athlete as opposed yeah. to just a wide receiver. So that, that changes some numbers potentially. Maybe he's taking a Hunter Modden spot potentially um, as that athlete of the class. Um, but my, my thought here to you on those two things are, you know, I'm interested in where Texas is at the end of the day at those two positions that they, they had, like I mentioned, Wingo uh, was in, Hampton was in, then you had also, uh, Miles Davis, who apparently had a great visit. Yeah, we're hearing uh, tremendous things there. Then you also had uh, Eli Bowen, the corner out of uh, Denton Geyer, and Josh lair the safety out of Fort Ben Marshall. Uh, Davis could be one of the safeties of this class, right? Hey,
1: why don't why, can we go position by position, and I'll I'll give a rundown of kind of my thoughts before we get some questions. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Let, let's do that and do
0: it quickly. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. getting a lot of questions, and, and yeah. by the way, we're here for an hour. Please feel free to get all the questions in. Uh, you want to get in tonight? Uh, we're going to try to get to him. Jerry, start with Christian Clark, and yep. we're going to go offense to defense Yeah, yep. uh, on down. Clark running back out of uh, Phoenix.
1: Well, you can read more about Christian Clark inside Texas. I talked to him at Bergstrom before he jumped on his uh, plane. Family, great people. Mom's a fan of Texas and the Austin area. Uh, Christian Clark was hosted by Jonathan Brooks. Also spent time with Cedric Baxter. And this is where recruiting is interesting. Christian Clark class behind Cedric Baxter. Cedric Baxter didn't care. Cedric Baxter said, I made the right decision coming here. I'm having a great time in Austin, and I know I made the right decision. Arch Manning told Christian Clark the same thing. Uh, so Christian Clark got a ton of feedback. His parents are big fans. of the short choice. He's a big fan. of the short choice. I'm watching to see if he actually makes the Georgia visit next week. I'm not saying it's an imminent commitment in the next week or so, uh, but I'm curious if he makes that visit. The other interesting thing he told me, isn't out there, he doesn't do interviews. He didn't make the USC trip in May. Everybody had him at USC, but he didn't even make the trip. So he's been to Florida State, Oregon, Texas. And we've said all along, Oregon was the one. There is an Oregon shirt. Oregon was the one that was the biggest competition for Texas. Um that's the Texas is looking really good. I actually up my RPM to 75%. So let's get on the wideouts. outs. Yep.
0: Yeah. All right. You to, to what percent, Jerry? 75. From 65 to Unbelievable. All right. Debose we just talked about. We'll, we'll pass on him. Aaron Hampton, a uh, young man out of Carthage, or actually uh, Dangerfield. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Aaron Hampton, um,
1: you know, look, I, I think pr- things are pretty positive. I, I think ban- here's the interesting thing. And In speaking with some people today, I had a lot of road time driving uh, from Austin back to Houston, uh, where I'm back now. Um, Alabama doesn't know where they sit with him. That's normally good for Texas. So we'll see if that changes this week. But uh, I think Texas is sitting in a really good spot ahead of a July seventh decision. I believe there he is. Uh, he's no longer at Carthage at Dangerfield, so that needs to be changed. But the number one hundred and thirty eight ranked player in the country. Um, he he's he's reminded me of a smaller version of uh jordan hudson in, in terms of ball skills i mean i think he's a faster at twitch athlete maybe but in, just in terms of natural hands ball skills body control he has a lot of things that jordan hudson had coming out of high school so very very talented kid
0: all right uh, now ryan wingo young man out of the st louis
1: somebody brought this up and they're correct arch manning hosted ryan wingo from what we hear and that look we we presented this to the people the last two weeks. I said, when I talked to Ryan Wingo, he said a lot of the similar things that Arch Manning said about Austin's a big enough city to where you can get away from football and actually have fun and enjoy your college experience. And when Wingo said that, I was like, "Mm, I've heard this before from somebody and he happened to be Archibald Manning. So um, yeah, I mean, look, I think Texas has a puncher's chance in this one. I'm not saying they're going to get him, The weekend went very well, Um, and I think Texas has a legit shot, and I think Ryan Wingo's a big-time talent, and he goes to Missouri next weekend, and then we'll see what happens after that. But he was been to
0: Georgia and Michigan. So Texas picks up one commitment at wide receiver. That's Freddie Debose. Moving on to tight end. This was a big one. Jordan Washington uh, out of Langham Creek. Uh, Jerry, the issue here was he just visited A&M twice in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. And Texas was the leader going into all of this. But A&M was trying to make up ground. When's his timeline? What's the very latest on him?
1: Yeah. What's interesting about that? And we kind of we kind of prepare Texas fans for this. You don't if A&M thinks they're in a great position, they're not bringing him in three days before he visits Texas. They knew they were behind after the official visit. So they did their best to get him, the dad and the little brothers on campus again, which uh, A&M did. Uh, I think this is a big Texas lean. I have an RPM for Texas. Uh, that's why a recruiting prediction machine shot up to ninety three point six. I'm not backing off of it. I think Texas leads. I'm interested to see if he takes the Alabama trip next weekend. Um, he's on a been on an August timeline. His birthday. We'll see if he sticks on that. But uh, I feel good about Texas chances there.
0: All right, uh, that's a big position of need uh, because Texas only got two last year. And none of them were really that that, that bigger receiver. Will Randall, more of a, an HVAC type. And I
1: left out something important. I talked to Jordan today, and I said, what was Jatavion Sanders hosted said, What was his message to you? And Jatavion Sanders' message to Jordan Washington was, you need to come to the University of Texas because your skill set fits perfectly the same thing I'm doing, period. That's a pretty
0: good message from a potential All-American. Uh, From a guy that caught, what, 50-some-odd balls last year yeah. for Steve Sarkeesian? All right, uh, offensive line, uh, uh, Brandon Baker, uh, the uh, number one offensive lineman in the country uh, out of California, Eugene Brooks uh, out of Sierra Canyon over in California was also there, big guard. And then Blake Ivey down from Clear Springs was also in town. Those three guys, Jerry, uh, what's the very latest on those? Yeah, you know,
1: well, let's start with Brandon Baker, the number one ranked offensive tackle in the country, was just elevated to five star status. There you see with the uh, latest industry rankings update. Look, I, I see that. I see that all that prediction in the RPM strong for Oregon. Maybe I should put a Texas win in to shake that thing up. I think Texas has a shot here. Um, I think they have a legitimate chance. He goes to Georgia this weekend. Um, he was at Ohio State on the ninth. You know, the interesting thing, the interviews up at Inside Texas, again, if you're not a subscriber to Inside Texas, I'd get over there. Um, We have interviews nobody else had um, from the airport. I talked to Brandon at Bergstrom, and the interesting thing he told me is I'm not visiting Oregon again before I make a decision. I thought that that was interesting because he's been
0: an Oregon lean for a long time and his brother plays there. And look, I mean, Oregon's had some coaching up people that his brothers had to deal deal with as well. I mean – so it's not necessarily this slam dunk that some people may have thought it would be. He may yeah. go to Georgia though next weekend, right? That's the. Yeah. That's he's going to he's Georgia
1: on a visit next weekend. So, you know, I mean, he's going to be holding national championship trophies. So that are really nice and shiny and new. So, <laughs> you know, so let's see, let's see what happens there. Somebody asked if Daniel Cruz is a center guard, Daniel Cruz is a center. Um, so then on to uh, Eugene Brooks, Sierra Canyon, caught up with him at the airport as well. Um, He really likes Texas. I think Texas is in a great position over Oklahoma for him right now. He goes to Georgia this weekend. So, you know, he's on the same flight with uh, Brandon Baker two weeks in a row. So (laughs) those families are going to get acquainted with each other pretty quickly here. Um, So, you know, that that one's an interesting one. He's an underrated player on tape. I'm a big fan of his. He's starting to move up the rankings a little bit. Um, so it'll be interesting to see there, but I think if Texas wants to win that one they can win that one. Blake Ivy has always been a total wild card to me. Um, now, what he's got is great length, Bobby. He's six three and a half with an eighty two inch wingspan. Wow. So he's got long arms. he he's kind of recruited as that guard center type. he He's considered maybe a slight lean to a and m over LSU in Texas where he visits next weekend as LSU. Um, But look, if that kid decided he wanted to go to Austin, I don't think his parents would be upset about it. But again, Texas is in a bit of a numbers crunch, so we'll see how it works out on the offensive line.
0: Speaking with uh, Jerry Hamilton of InsideTexas.com, we're going down the list of guys that came in this weekend for official visits. Just to recap, if you're just catching up with us, two commitments for the Longhorns on the weekend. Freddie Debose announced about an hour and a half ago now uh, for the University of Texas. He's a wide receiver out of Smithson Valley, chose Texas, over Tennessee, and then a uh, young man out of uh, Phoenix area, Scottsdale, uh, Arizona, uh, Santana Wilson, son of Adrian Wilson, the former NFL Pro Bowl all, uh, Pro Bowl uh, defensive back. He chose Texas over Arizona State and a number of others. Uh, two nice commitments for the Longhorns here uh, to end the weekend. Uh, still may be more on the way, although I don't expect any tonight. I do want to say that, right, right. Jerry? Right. No, um, I, I mean, if something happen, if hap, something happened tonight, there's a good
1: chance I'm going to be asleep, guys. So if I don't report anything, that's why. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah.
0: that doesn't mean there aren't some silence stuff. Right. Oh, no, there's uh, no no.
1: Look, Texas fans, there's some silence. That's what we
0: are get. Yeah, yeah it, that that's fair. All right, but I mean, we're not gonna we're also not gonna break that no. trust either. All right, so here, here's the deal. Edge prospects for Texas at this point. Uh, let's go down the defensive group that was in. We just yeah. did the offense. Uh, Danny Okoye um Deshaun Warner uh Jordan Ross uh was surprised visitor visitor late uh from the southeast yeah let's start
1: with Ross because he's kind of an interesting one we had him on the official visit list for over a month I took him off probably a little prematurely because I heard "Eh, that visit might not happen then he does visit so that was on me On the inside, Texas team. That one was on me. I I took him off prematurely. I'd heard that visit probably wasn't going to happen. Then it ended up happening. So that you can't be right all the time. That one's on me. He's an interesting one. His mom's a high school teacher. Academics are a huge piece to the puzzle. Um, I know Florida's in a pretty good spot for him. He visited there uh, early June. He's been to Georgia. He goes to Tennessee next weekend. Tennessee was the perceived leader for a long time with him. But I think right now, Georgia, Tennessee, Florida, it could go either way. I think Texas is in the game. I'm not sure how much they're truly in the game. That may come out in the next 48 hours if we hear something they're more in the game than what we think. Um, The interesting thing there is he's a kid that just wants to get out of Alabama. He could go to Alabama or Auburn. Look, he's the number 26 player in the country. He just wants to get away and do something different. Uh, I think the Florida academic and athletic piece is intriguing to him and his mom right now. We'll see how big of a dent, if any, Texas made. Um, Danny Akoy, I look, I mean, I think Danny Akoi is a pretty good fit
0: at Texas. Curious, his mom didn't make the visit, right? She's well, I Akoy- talked to. Hey, let me step in because I talked to Justin Wells and he had a report. He went up there to see Danny uh, yeah. last week uh, on the at, at Tulsa or in Tulsa. He talked to Okoye, and uh, we're going to talk to to Justin tomorrow about this, but he said that Okoye, uh, his mom, is not going on any official visits. Right, right. And furthermore, Jerry, and this is a good one for for all of us, academics, as we expected, were very big in his family. One of the reasons why Texas may be a little bit ahead of some other folks right now. However, more teams are joining the race almost every day for him because he's one of those guys that, is a summer riser in the right. recruiting rankings. Right. Least.
1: So, what's interesting about Okoye, to me, though, Bobby, and we we know this. We've been doing this a long time. He's going to pro- likely make a decision without his mom being on campus, and that's not that's a rare thing nowadays. Where the parents get their officials paid for, right? So that's a he's a rare kid. If he makes that decision without his mom making the official visits. That's rare in our business, so that's why it's a different recruitment to me. But academic piece, I think, is a big reason why Texas has a chance there. Deshaun Warner, I think, if if they if Texas pushes, that's where he goes. He's got Kansas and Washington this week. He's already visited Oregon State. He loved his visit. Uh, he's, I think he came in six three and a half, 216 on his visit. Um, you know, these Phoenix kids really like Texas right now. So again, that'll be how, how hard Texas pushes. He's making a decision July first got it all right let's move on to the
0: defensive front you put a uh, crystal ball or crystal ball rpm pick in right. for melvin hills right. out of lafayette louisiana what what's going on there and then talk about uh malik ba- blockton isaiah fanga uh and uh De- deontre robinson who i know you caught up with as well
1: yeah big group there um yeah let's start with robinson since i i saw him at the airport um He's a funny kid, man. He he video blogs all his visits. I think he does a good job playing it up. Um, you know, I mean, I, I'm just being real here. He went to Florida the, the first weekend. Then he was at Ohio State last weekend. He gets at Texas this weekend. And he told me today – he said, I don't know if I'm going to Georgia. I may go to LSU next weekend. So he could pop up at either spot, Alabama offered a midweek when he went for an unofficial visit and worked out for Nick Saban to get that offer. The interesting thing he said was, he said two things. UF and Texas are my top two, essentially. He's never going to tell you straight out, essentially. Um, that was one. And two, that I may decide before my senior season, I may take it into the fall. He, he's, he's not going to let us know all of it until he's ready. Uh, If this carries on in the fall, obviously then he'll make an official visit to Alabama probably during the season. Um, And you know how recruiting goes, even if he commits before his senior season, Alabama's not backing off. Ohio State's not backing off. That Ohio State visit was an unofficial, so he can go back officially there too. So we'll see, but I think Texas is positioned there. They're in the fight. Uh, This thing started in June with Florida and Texas at the top two. The kid grew up a big Florida fan. Florida got two defensive tackle commits this weekend. I'm not saying that impacts De'Andre Robinson because Texas wants three or four. Just some notes for those that are following along here. Um, So that's De'Andre Robinson. Uh, Isaiah Funga, um, look, same deal it has been. Um, Texas and Bama, they're pretty much waiting to see if this kid's going to decommit from Utah. If he does, I like where Texas is. Uh, but I do think it's interesting he made the official to Alabama last weekend. Uh, so it's it's not a slam dunk for Texas, but I do like where Texas sits in this if he eventually decommits.
0: What about Melvin Hills? You put an RPA. Oh, in. yeah.
1: Sorry, Melvin Hills. Look, I think it's a great academic fit there. I think it has everything the kid's looking for. Really intelligent kid. I went to Lafayette Christian Academy in the spring, spent some time with him and the coaching staff. I'm a big fan of this kid. Look, I like kids who come off injury like he did. Um, he wore two knee braces uh, as a junior, protected those knees. Um, he's got long arms. He's got the frame, but you know, there's a the guy that trains him down there's trained a lot of guys that have played in the NFL, and he's a big fan of Melvin. He said because he's he's got a motor and he's got it upstairs. You know, he said the kid understands what he has to do to be a really good player. There are guys that maybe physically look more chiseled than he does. Um, Everybody can't be blessed with that Danny Okoye body, right? Um, But he's going to carry 300 pounds. He is going to play his butt off. He's got good length. Um, And, you know, look, Pete Golding, Randall Joyner took a big swing at Ole Miss last week, and I like Texas chances. He's supposed to decide in mid-July. We'll see if that timeline remains the same.
0: Linebacker Kamori House was
1: also in the only linebacker yeah.
0: Campus, right?
1: Yeah. St. John Bosco, teammate of uh DeAndre Moore. Um, DeAndre Moore hosted him. Uh Kamari House said he had a great time on his official visit. He said that Saturday, having a great see, uh, great official visit. Um, look, Sarkeesian loves California guys, they love Phoenix guys, they want to have that West Coast imprint, uh footprint always. Um, so you got Ty Anthony Smith coming in uh Monday, Tuesday, or Tuesday, Wednesday. And Mathudi, Kamar Mathudi, the other linebacker from L.A. So I would think they only take one of those L.A. area linebackers. It'll be interesting to see if it's house, if, if they can get Mathudi, because he's a big Oregon lane.
0: Uh, interestingly enough, Ty Anthony Smith, I saw a, a, a RPM come in uh, over the weekend for USC. Yeah, I'm not buying that one. For somebody else. I'm just telling you. I know. So keep, that, keep that in mind. All right, let's move on. Now,
1: the- now, now, I'll say this on Smith. He, I I do know he likes L.A. He loves the the idea of being out there. I, we'll see at
0: the end of the day if he goes that far away. Got it. All right, defensive back, Santana and Wilson, we've already talked about, committed to Texas. Miles Davis, Josh Lair, Eli Bowen. Let's start with Miles Davis because Texas seems to have made a move there. And Blake Gideon's been on him longer
1: than the other big schools have. I mean, that Blake was on this one early. Uh, Miles played corner. He was playing corner when I went to Converse Judson this season to go see Johnny Bowens, D D-lineman who ended up at Oregon. He was playing corner. He plays safety, a physical kid, good hands, uh, good range. He's just kind of one of those versatile guys that makes a really good safety next level. Uh, he came into the weekend. a and was the favorite. His mom had never been to Texas with him. Um, the one thing I wondered about this visit is um, his youth football coach is very big in his decision-making process, I believe. Made the USC visit, made the a visit, did not make Texas because he was on vacation. Miles goes back to A&M this next weekend unofficially. He's already made his official. He went to TCU midweek officially. I don't see them getting him because they're not in the SEC. Um, I think it's a or Texas. Uh, I think Texas positioned themselves uh very well this weekend and i and i think it could go either way but i do think texas could be trending a little uh because if the mom checks uh, off the big boxes there as far as liking the academic piece liking sarkisian um and being comfortable with their kid there i think that texas has a chance to overcome a&m because what miles davis said to me friday morning on his way to austin was he says he's got a really good relationship with blake gideon and i think it might matter that blake gideon saw in him before
0: anybody else did in the big schools that's a that's a good call because I was unaware that Blake was uh, was on him before the AMs and the USC's yeah. uh, et cetera. Uh, I don't think you talked to either Josh Lair or Eli Bowen yet, correct? So we'll, we'll move option. on on those yeah. guys. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's let's get to some questions now. Right, let's go, guys. Let's do We're it. We're opening it up. Let's start with Justin Yarbrough. Uh, he's a a guy that uh, is on with us quite a bit here. Jerry, you have been killing it on inside Texas this weekend. (laughs) Really? No doubt, Jerry, you really did. Justin Wells, Eric Nolene, everybody uh, participated, but uh, you knocked, you knocked a home run this week. Uh, But would DuBose, Freddie DuBose have a similar role to Parker Livingston stone if he commits and quote this 999, use it for Starbucks next weekend, (laughs) big weekend coming up. Great job guys. Thanks for the super chat. Justin. Thank you,
1: Justin, uh, for the kind words. Yeah. Um, That's a good question, Bobby. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. I think DeBose is just such a high-level athlete. He's going to play outside. I kind of see where Donna Mitchell plays and um, uh, Nayor plays. Uh, Parker is interesting to me. I think he's maybe got a little more scheme versatility to him, right? But he's a bigger receiver. Uh, But here's the reality is Texas knows they could lose A.D. Mitchell and Nayor after this year. I mean, Not to
0: mention Jordan Whittington and and
1: Isaiah – uh, they're, they're worthy. They're worthy. I mean, yeah, so they could lose they could lose their size and they could lose their underneath playmaking. But, um, you know, so I, I think it's important to get a couple of guys that you like that you think can develop that don't have to come in right away and play a major role. And I think that's Livingstone and DeBose. I think that's what both those guys are. And you still got to develop players in your
0: program. It's our understanding right now that uh, Freddie DeBose's commitment is not does not have any effect on Parker Livingstone's uh, possible uh, choice that's coming up here at the 1st of July as well. Livingstone will be in town next weekend, officially. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, Jerry, uh, thanks for that. And, Justin, again, thank you for your uh, super chat. We certainly appreciate it. All Mm -hmm. right, let's get to some uh, other questions that folks have. Uh, If you want to have any recruiting question answered, please get it in. We'll try to get get to them right away. Uh, Let's go with this one because a lot of people are wondering about this. Jerry Micah Hudson update from Alan Barrera. He was at Texas tech this weekend. Yeah, A lot of crowing from the Texas tech side of things. And it could be possible that he's right now leaning to Texas tech. We have not heard that from Micah at the same time. Very, very possible.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've been so busy on the Texas side today. I honestly haven't had a chance to like dive into that one. Um, There's just 20 camp kids on campus at Texas all weekend. Um, Look, I I know after his unofficial visit to Texas, um, I didn't even remember what day that was. Was it Thursday? Um, It's all running together. I I was told it was 50-50. So coming out of that visit, that was somewhat favorable to Tech headed into the weekend. Um, The whole kicker is, you know, as long as Micah Hudson shows up in Austin next weekend, um, then I think Texas official visits are, uh, you know, they're, they're as good as it gets. And he's playing in the state seven on seven. Um, he'll take an unofficial to AM at some point. Will he get to Texas late? How long of a visit will it be? Um but I think that's why Texas got him in a l- too. Um now to be fair, we also have to look at this. If we we're, Bobby we're, if we're going to say AM brought Jordan Hudson up, Jordan Washington Jordan Washington up because they knew they had ground to make up, Texas could have done the same thing with Micah Hudson last week. Let's be real. We can't say that's just AM and then not be real and say, okay, Texas might have thought we need to get him on campus before he goes to Tech. Um, so that that's it's that's where it is. I think this recruitment um, again. I was told it was 50-50 after the unofficial visit, which to me means slightly lean Tech.
0: Got it. All right, uh, here's a good question and, and one that we need to take. Nigel Robertson, thanks for this question, Nigel. Uh, Texas football tweeted three hookems, so maybe more coming. Um, yes, mm-hmm. but let let's be clear. Okay be very, very clear. Uh, we're not going to uh, jump in front of a, a guy and try to conjecture or, or even if we know the answer, we're not going to do that. Yeah. Uh, but yes, we do believe there are more. Um, I, get, hey, grab
1: Jake Faust's question because I think that's a good one. I don't see it right now. Okay. Hey, hey, uh, 734. Are we starting to be out of it for Dom McKinley? Saw he wasn't in base class scenario. And notice he was at OU this weekend. So Dominant McKinley, I think this is a good question because he's coming in next weekend. Uh, he's the five-star defensive tackle out of a High and in Lafayette. Um, I didn't put him on there. He's just too much of a wild card for me right now. It's a weird recruitment. Texas wants him. Uh, but that's one I just, I just need to get a feel for this after the June visits. Is he going to play this thing out and visit LSU during the season? I don't think that's good news for anybody chasing this kid if he's carries that recruitment in the fall, and the last visit goes to LSU. Uh, So we'll just have to see. But I I will say this. This is the one thing that I give Texas a chance on. And I know him him and his brother liked Oklahoma. They've been up there multiple times. The one thing I've been told is to expect at the end of the day, and it can change people, this is recruiting, it's fluid, is that drivable distance is going to be big. And that leads me down the path of LSU, Texas, and Texas A&M. We'll see if that's what happens. This stuff's fluid, but that's what somebody told me within the last couple of weeks. Um, and I know AM made a good run at it two weekends ago. Um, and then, uh, you know, uh, Texas is going to take their swing this weekend. But I, I do think the mom likes the academic piece at Texas.
0: Got it. All right, let's move forward. Thanks for that question, Jake. Uh, this is from Brazar10. Who hosted Ryan Wingo? You've already answered this, Jerry, but I, I think it's a – I think it's interesting to repeat in case people who are just tuning in did not hear you. Wingo, of course, the wide receiver out of St. Louis. Yeah. Uh, I,
1: Arch Manning, uh, from what we're hearing, um, it, it, he, uh, he hosted,
0: uh, Ryan, uh, Ryan, uh, Wingo. So that's, that's, that's what we're hearing. I got you. All right. Good stuff, Jerry. Uh, appreciate that. All right. We've got more to go here. Uh, David Williams has a good one. I want to, u- I want to use the term ironic, but it's actually fitting that Jonathan Brooks hosted Christian Clark. They are similar running backs to me. You agree with that? Um, I I do think there's some similarity there. Um,
1: Yeah. I think there's some similarity there um, from a,
0: it's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run, It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology.
1: Maybe seeing Christian Clark in person, although it was a quick one at the Bergstrom Air Force, at Bergstrom Airport. Um, I actually got a funny story on that in a second, but uh uh he's got, he's got Bobby, he's got good thickness in his lower body and his lower trunk more than maybe what it looks like on tape. I think he's going to be a 215, 220 pound kid. I, and I think he's going to carry it pretty compact. Um, The main thing he told me, and, and I think this is where choice is such him and Sark are such a deadly Uh, recruiting combo at running back is the Pat catching the ball out of the backfield piece. What Bijan did, what Texas running backs have done out of the backfield under Sark, the way choice sells that, I think is really big. Uh, in in helping Texas case in this recruitment or odds in this recruitment, I have Texas as a heavy favorite. Um, he by the way, he retweeted Freddie Dubose's commitment tweet. Um, um so I like where Texas sits I'm curious if he takes the Georgia visit Uh, I think he's a tremendous running back prospect and I think Bobby you kind of said it he's his feet are so good in the hole right getting in and out of holes presses the hole bounces out um I think he fits this scheme really well yeah I think he fits the SEC really well
0: I like him I do Uh, too I like him because he runs well between the tackles and uh it you mentioned the glancing off of people. That's kind of what Malcolm. That's why I, I like I likened him a little bit to Malcolm Brown. It was hard to get a straight hit on Malcolm Brown. Right. You, you know what I mean. Even though he wasn't the fastest guy, it was really hard to to do that. Um, all right, let's keep going here. We got uh, quite a few uh, to get to here. Uh, Jerry from uh, Steve Sexton came in late. What is Okoye's commitment timeline?
1: You know, I'm not sure on his uh, commitment timeline. I, I don't have that information. I can try to dig that up. Um, I think Texas is a, is a good spot. I don't think they got as good a shot as anybody does for him. Obviously, he's been to Tennessee unofficially. He may have been an official there in May, but I think it was unofficially. Um, Alabama's coming in on him. I mean, all the heavy hitters. OU's trying, but I just don't see that right now. Um, so we'll see. I think that the academic and athletic piece at Texas is a pretty good mix with Akoya.
0: Okay. Got it. Um, question here. Please get your questions in. we got another 30 minutes to go. Uh, so please get your questions in. we got plenty of time here. Um, this one from Ryan. What are the biggest storylines working against Texas with the top recruits on their board this cycle? By the way, great job this weekend, guys. I've got one, Jerry. Yeah. And that's that Texas is maybe one, especially for all these kids from the southeast. Texas is one of the further schools away there that are actually recruiting him and that they're actually going for a visit to. Yeah. I mean, because if if you're Jordan Ross and you're visiting Alabama, Auburn, Georgia, Tennessee, Texas, you're from, uh, you know, the Southeast, Texas may be the one that's kind of on the side there. That's a little bit further away. That, that would be one. And I don't know if that's a storyline or if that's just reality.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the other storyline is um, because it's, it's a, Popular topic on inside Texas is, um, and it's kind of your point is, uh, look defensive line recruiting when you go into the deep south is um, it, it's it's white knuckles now. I mean it's not <laughs> for the faint of heart. It's uh, look, I mean you're in there battling in Mississippi against State, Ole Miss, Bama, and LSU. You're going to, into Alabama. Well, you know who you're battling. You're going into trying in Georgia. Um, that's Clemson and Georgia and Alabama. And Ohio State dabbles down there. I mean, you're – and you go into Florida. I mean, you're battling against the SEC powers plus Ohio State and sometimes Clemson for all these guys. So you have to recruit in numbers uh, with those guys. And then, you know, the other storyline to me with D-line is, you know, is a topic I put out the best class scenario late last night. The topic is, well, Texas D-line recruits aren't ranked that high. Well, people have to remember – um, here's some three-stars that played at Texas on the D-line for you. Tavondre Sweat currently. Byron Murphy was ranked three-star by half the people. Brian Robeson. Sam Ocho was a three-star coming out of high school. I went back and looked it up. Um, so Marcus Tubbs, a first-round pick. Puna Ford was four-star by us at 24-7. Bobby and I were running rankings at 24-7. Nobody else, I don't think. So you, you get really, really good players. It's still a developmental position. I think if you get one War Daddy and then you – get two or three developmental guys. Um, you hit on those guys, you develop on the, those guys. I mean, you're in a really good spot because that's the one position right now for Texas that you're not going to go into deep South and really beat Georgia, Alabama, Clemson on those guys consistently yet. You got to get the that that next step on the field, Bobby. I don't know what your thoughts are.
0: Oh, I, I think that's, that's part of it. I also think as Texas gets into the sec guys like that will become more common. Right. Uh, because it, it's not going to be Texas's first foray into the deep South, right? But they have recruited that area under Sark along with Bo Davis and those guys to shard choice. But now Texas is becoming a consistent presence. That's different than just cherry picking uh, Mm -hmm. a few guys each year. So as time goes on, Ryan, I think we'll see more of that. And I think that's a a legitimate question. All right. Hey, uh, this one from Ryan Stangle. Thanks for this question. Uh, Do these commitments Freddie Debose at wide receiver, uh, and Santana Wilson at cornerback now mean it's Selman Bridges or Kobe black along with Micah Hudson or Ryan Wingo.
1: I don't think that means that at all. Um, I, look, I think there's certain guys who are numbers busters, Steve Saxon pointed out Jordan Davis was th- at Georgia was a three-star very good out of Charlotte Mallard Creek, um, Yeah, I don't think that – I don't think it matters. I think Bridges, Black, if they have committable offers, I think Hudson and Wingo are going to have committable offers. But here's the deal. I think the reality is Hudson and Wingo are five-star receivers. The chances of you getting both five-star receivers – I know Wingo just fell out of the industry ranking five-star. Probably not. I mean, so that's one thing people have to realize. If you walked away with one of those two guys – I don't know if Texas fans would be happy, but I know they'd be happy in Moncrief, right, Bobby? I mean, you you don't figure you're gonna get both of those guys. You
0: want to get one of those guys. Yep, no doubt. Charles Ominahu, three star. Yep, there you go. You know, um here's the, the thing I would say it's not just Kobe Black, it's Corian Gibson. Right. Uh Jordan Johnson Wardell those Wardell Mac, They're all coming in next weekend, too. Mm-hmm. So defensive back is far from decided. Wide receiver is far from decided. Although yeah. I think wide receiver is now um, getting more clear pictured yeah. uh, with the uh, with the commitment of Freddie Debose and then uh, Parker Livingstone considered a Texas lean at this point, uh, not announcing or making a decision until early July. But our point being, it, it's it's one of those things where we have to watch and see what happens. Defensive back is a little bit different in that there's only one true commitment at this point I, i've been thinking
1: what the def- level of defensive backs coming in next weekend how i just dis- best describe that for the next week and here's what i came up with on the drive bobby if cedric griffin who was just on the show was around texas le- next weekend on the official visit weekend he'd be looking around saying this kind of looks familiar to something i played in at yeah texas. that's the level of talent coming in on defensive back next weekend it really yeah. is
0: i mean multiple guys that could be draft picks yeah um let's go here Uh, From Sherry Amber J, who of the DTs Texas is recruiting and has a shot at could possibly make an early impact? And what are some comps to the DTs being recruited? Any Puna Ford types and any Sadir Mitchells? So here's
1: the thing about these D-line kids, I'll say. They're all early enrollees for the most part. So they have a chance. Deontre Robinson is on track to be an early enrollee. Um, Jaden Jackson's at IMG. He's going to be an early enrollee. Um, I mean, so these kids. I think I believe Melvin Hills is early enrollee as well. Multiple these guys, and, and that's not always the case on the interior of defensive line. Now, Sadir Mitchell was, but if you go back, Alfred Collins wasn't. He played basketball. Byron Murphy, I don't believe, was an early enrollee. Um, I might be wrong on that. Uh, Tavondre Sweat was a basketball guy, wasn't an early enrollee. So with this class, you got some guys that are early enrollees on the defensive line. I think F- Faga is too. Um, so. You you have some shots on goal here with some guys that will be in next January if you went out for them, which I think does give them a chance to speed up their development.
0: Got it. All right. Uh, this is funny, Jerry, for you from Mick. Oh, he's already starting. Over okay. under oh, for next week. I already want to know, Jerry. The, I, I, we look, I don't think that we can possibly decide that because here's another thing. Texas has three midweek visitors coming That's in. That's right. Week. So people knowing that these 21 guys that came in over the weekend, Texas has three midweek visitors. Why don't you go over the midweek visitors that are coming in, uh, Jerry? Yeah, so the scheduled visitors,
1: Ty Anthony Smith, linebacker from Jasper, who was at USC this weekend. He was at AM and uh, June 2nd through 4th. Um, I think he may go to Oklahoma maybe Monday, then to Texas Tuesday, Wednesday, before he goes on a family cruise vacation. Um, I don't think it'll be too long after that before he makes a decision. I know somebody put in an RPM uh, or prediction for USC. Um, I'll believe that when I see it. I've been wrong before. If I am, y'all will tell me about it like y'all did at the beginning of this show. It happens. Uh, But I just, at the end of the day, I really think he's going to stay closer to home when it comes down to decision time. And I think Texas is getting him on a week, on a couple days where they have a lot of one-on-one time to spend with him. Sarkeesian, the whole defensive staff, just something to keep in mind. Then Kamar Mathudi, who I I love Kamar Mathudi. I don't know if we can bring his profile up. I mean, he's a kid out of, um, is it Cathedral in Los Angeles? No, it's not Cathedral. Um, he's a 6'3, 215 pound linebacker running back that just totally dominates, lesser competition, but he plays till he cramps. He rushed for 1,400 yards. He had 120 tackles. So, I don't care who you play against. Some guys are just ballers. And, and I think Kamar Mathuti is a baller. Uh, I think he's an Oregon lean. There you see him, uh, four-star there at, at Campbell Hall, Campbell Hall in, in, in Los Angeles. Big Oregon lean headed into June. We'll see, though, how much Texas could cut into this. Look, these California kids, Bobby, you pointed out, they're a little different now um, with this recruiting stuff. And I think a lot of times the same thing happens. So if a kid in Texas, the beginning of the process, people are like, Oh, it's Texas, it's Texas AM, it's 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 Oklahoma, it's LSU, and maybe Bama on all these kids. Well, it changes, you know. Then you have a couple of guys go to Clemson, Harris Sewell, you know, it happens. So these California kids, they they're not locked in staying in the state, especially defensive guys or on the West Coast. So we'll see if Oregon um closes this one out but i expect texas to close the gap uh then the later i think it's a wednesday thursday visits the interesting one for me assuming this one happens solomon williams out of carolwood day in tampa is an edge kid that i loved him on tape in the spring um i actually didn't even i, I was just going through some tape of guys in tampa because i'd been down there um, and i was looking at some kids and uh while i was making plans to go down the img and see some of those schools And this kid popped on tape, man. Um, You know, he's 6'2", 230, very productive. Uh, I think he had 15 and a half sacks this year, um, over 60 tackles. Uh, Really violent, really physical, understands leverage, understands dipping and getting around a tackle. He was at Alabama officially this weekend, and he's scheduled to be at Texas next week. So, again, it was a North Carolina, Virginia Tech, South Carolina early on. For the schools. Texas A&M, he made a spring unofficial visit to. We'll see if he goes there maybe next weekend after Texas. He hasn't announced that yet, uh, but he's one of those curious guys. So I would just say for Texas fans, keep an eye on him. I'm not saying Texas is going to win the recruitment or necessarily push to get a commitment right away, but this one's on one of those under the radar ones that when you turn on the film, you're like, really good player.
0: Uh, speaking with Jerry Hamilton of InsideTexas.com. If you don't have a subscription to InsideTexas.com and you're a Texas fan, I think you should probably get one. It's where uh, a lot of news is broken each and every week and day, even Uh, one month for ten one one year for a hundred bucks at InsideTexas.com. Jerry, uh, thank you for coming on tonight. Uh, We've got some more questions rolling in. We still have time uh, to take more questions from you guys as well. Uh, Let's talk about this one, Jerry, because next week is a big one. Uh, Eight one seven, aka Mr. Talk Too Much. What can Texas do to close the gap on LSU with Duncanville defensive end Colin Simmons? You know, um, I think he likes both
1: of these schools a lot. Um, I think if LSU was two hours from the house, I think they'd be locked locked in, man. Um, but they're not. Uh, I know he likes LSU. I know he's felt comfortable when he's at LSU. I think he, I think he really likes Texas, too. I, he, you know, it's interesting. He was down at Collective Jeremy Hill's facility working out a few weeks ago with Micah Parsons, right? Um, so he, he, he gets down to Austin more than people think. Um, I, I think one thing Texas has going for them is he knows. And now like Collins, he's a media smart guy. He is an alpha male personality. He knows the impact he can have at Texas. And he knows the impact Kelvin Banks had. And he knows the impact Anthony Hill looks like he's going to have. And Anthony Hill and John Tay Cook are in his ear. Um, these DFW guys, um, you know, they, a lot of them grew up playing youth ball together. Um, so they know each other. Um, but I, I think Texas and LSU are in, uh, locked in a pretty good battle. I think Miami – You know, they stuck everybody on South Beach two weeks ago and and, and locked the keys to the hotel and said, go have a good time. (laughs) I think Miami's tried to make a run at it, but at the end of the day, I still think he's going to stay closer to home. I I still see this coming down to LSU-Texas. The interesting thing with me, he's got LSU official schedule November 11th when Florida's in Baton Rouge. If this thing carries on that long, which it could go to December, but there's no guarantee it goes to December, the farther it goes along you know, the, probably the better for LSU. But Texas will get him down during the season if he doesn't end this thing earlier than people think.
0: All right, another guy that was elsewhere this weekend, big a running back out of IMG Academy. Any update on Jarek Gibson? Uh, he was, was he at Tennessee? Tennessee or- him?
1: Yeah, he was at Tennessee this weekend, um, along with Daniel Calhoun, uh, who's coming to, both of them coming to Texas next weekend. They're Calhoun's a big lineman, offensive lineman. I yeah, remember. they're actually friends. It's interesting, they've taken three, Official visits, uh, same weekends together. Uh, the only one they did not was uh, Gibson went to Miami, which I think is Texas' chief competition. And uh, Calhoun went to Alabama where his father played linebacker. But they went to Georgia together. They went to Tennessee together. Then they'll be at Texas together next weekend. Look, I still think it's Texas is the lose. Uh, Tennessee was right there, I think, second to Texas all season. He was at that uh, Knoxville when uh, Tennessee beat Alabama and tore down goalposts on the field and every middle school and high school in the area after beating Alabama. So, um, but I still think, look, I, I still think to short choice, I, I'll, I'll go back to this. Um, what Jarek said to me, that was so interesting, Bobby, when I talked to him a few weeks ago was he talked more about choices, relationship with his parents. And I got the same impression talking to Christian Clark and within an earshot of his mom and dad today at the airport I think to show our choice he does a really good job with the kids he may do a better job with the parents
0: something to keep in mind there yeah no that's great uh, this is a good question i think because uh, you know we th- this is a an interesting topic for me it's from young horn uh, 10 are these commitments to set the floor of the recruiting class both players have others ahead of them on the board Here, here's where you don't know that for sure right yeah. Because Freddie Debose is coming off a knee injury, you don't know where he was or where he will be. So right. I want to say that. Uh, wonder what that means for numbers at DB wide receiver. The board seems to be moving by the day. So count me if confused. Here's the reality: the the board moves by the day. Yeah, there, there's nothing that Jerry. Or I, I guarantee you, the board moved this weekend when they, the they did in Wager. Yes. When they height and weight guys. Yes. Uh, when they're around them. And it is, it is. I don't want to say it's a job interview when these it guys is. come in, but there's an element of it that is. I mean, are they, do they actually look the eye, in the eye when you talk to them? I mean, look, it's not just you, height and weight. It's all of those things. So you, the young horn, you could be confused. My point is you can be confused, but the reason you're confused, you, you're thinking that it's a static board. It doesn't, it changes. So. Like it, this is the thing.
1: This, this stuff can change so much. All these guys are brought in because athletically, on tape, in, evaluating in person, they're good enough to play at the University of Texas. You don't bring in guys for official visits you don't believe are. But things can change from a sit-down meeting with Sark, how that conversation goes on Sunday before you leave, sit-down meeting with position coach or the players. You could get player feedback, say, not a fit here, guys. You know, there's so many things that go into this or yes, this guy's a fit here. It's the opposite too. Um, I'm not a big, I I get the topic, the fun topic about the, the floor of a class. I don't really subscribe to that stuff early on. I mean, the reality is Freddie DeBose is ranked in the top 200 players in the industry rankings in the country. Santana Wilson's ranked in 238 in the country in the industry rankings I mean, I don't know if I don't count those guys as a floor of anything. I mean, Santana Wilson's a son of an NFL uh executive in former safety. So I don't think that I'm not big into the floor because here's the thing, these kids are yet to play their senior year. I mean that's why I don't get into this conversation now. I've been burned way too many times by a kid that doesn't work in the summer before his senior year or a kid that really takes off. Maybe he wasn't healthy as a junior then his senior year, he looks like a world beater.
0: I, I'm gonna say this, Freddie Debose. You can say what you want about him needing to work more on his route running or whatever. I don't know what the, what the the knock may be, but you're talking about a guy that got himself ready to go in track yeah. in six, seven, seven months. months, eight yeah. months, yeah, off an ACL, and yeah. he makes it to the state track meet in the 400. I mean, that's that's a man's race. Yeah, you and I, <laughs> I. I think that's why he's straight for the bus. You know, I think that's why college coach call him a freak athlete because that's not normal. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I completely agree. All right, uh, thanks, Young Horn, for the question. Good topic, I think, uh, and good discussion there, Jerry. Um, all right, uh, Drew seventy seven. What does this DB class look like? Maybe Selman Bridges, now Santana Wilson, Jordan Johnson, Rubel, Miles Davis, Corian Gibson, Kobe Black, Wardell Mack, Josh Lair, etc. Do we know what this is or is this Terry Joseph and Blake Gideon trying to figure out what it is themselves at this point? I think the reality
1: is for me in recruiting is this weekend you have Corinne Gibson, Kobe Black, Wardell Mack coming in right at corner. The odds you get, and Selman Bridges, sorry. The odds you get all of them, I don't want to say are zero, but Georgia and Bama don't get all four of those guys. Okay. So, the reality is, you're probably not going to get all those guys. Um, I, I think will. Um, I think what's interesting about uh, Miles Davis is he he could be the second safety with Rubel in the class, right? I think that's the interesting thing there. So if you're looking at a five or six DB class, you're not going to sign five DBs and have one safety and four corners. Um, you're not going to sign six and have five corners and one safety. Uh, so I, I and I think Rubel's an underrated prospect, by the way. But I I have RPMs in for Rubel. In, in Gibson to Texas. I'm not backing off of those. Um, I could see Miles Davis going Texas way. I think Selman Bridge is a Texas lean. I think uh, Kobe Black is a Texas lean currently, but LSU is really trying to make up ground. And I think uh, Wardell
0: Mack is a total wild card. Got it. All right. Uh, need to go get a super chat here from Texas. Dirty boy. Thank you so much for that. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, what's the ideal size for each D line man per You got a thought on that? You got a but, thought
1: on that
0: one? Yeah. I mean, every time I say what's the ideal size, Aaron Donald and Casey Hampton come alive. You yeah, know. Byron I mean, Murphy now for Texas, right? Yeah. I mean, every time you think that, um, look, the nose position at sec at Texas, 6'2", 330. I mean, ideal, ideal. You're not always going to get that, you right. know. I don't think you want them to be undersized, though. Uh, like, I don't think that Texas necessarily wants to play. uh, Byron Murphy-type nose in the SEC, right? That's a little different than where they're at in the Big 12. Um, On the outside, they're definitely going bigger. Uh, Danny Okoye is being recruited as a buck. Uh, So they're looking to go 245, 250 in that range and up now, uh, I think, once they graduate high school. Uh, But, you know, really the edge is more about arm length, I think. and the uh, interior is more about bulk and yeah. being able to, to, to handle uh, the heavy weight uh, of guys on the interior. That's, you know, to, to, I'm not trying to uh, not answer the question here. I'm trying to get at the idea that it's not one size fits all uh, because sometimes great players trump everything, right? John yeah. Miller as a pass rusher, you would never pick him as your ideal pass rush guy. Yet, you know, once he got a hundred plus career sacks or whatever, right, I mean, it, it's, it, those guys are just different, uh, Definitely. in my opinion, Texas Definitely. dirty boy. Thank you so much, uh, for that super chat. Very appreciated. Uh, let's go to sky dog. Uh, almost every football get, program has deficiencies at certain positions affecting depth. I, I think we all agree with that one, Jerry yes. it's tough on every program, along with QB. How does Texas look compared to the other top programs? Well, QB is ridiculous. I'll just, So let's, I mean, I could go on and pontificate, but I guarantee you there's not two better prospects, uh, than Arch Manning and, um, Quinn Ewers. Then you add in a guy like Malik Murphy who's still just, you know, bristling with ability. I don't even know how to say it better than that. I mean, he doesn't even know how good he can be yet. Right. Um, so at quarterback, I think Texas has got, got a tremendous group right now. Uh, the other issues at edge and all their guys are young, really, that have that, maybe that potential extra ability. Still, it's not a, you know, five-star group. It's the only position Texas under Steve Sarkeesian, I believe hasn't recruited a five-star player. All right. No, it's a good call. And look, it's, uh that is
1: the most um, coveted position in football, in college football, I believe. And and I'm not saying quarterback's not very important, but I do think some schools put defensive line even ahead of that. We can we can win with a uh, guy that can drive the bus at quarterback. We can't win, or the formula for them is to totally be dominant up front, right? Um, Will Anderson, Dallas Turner, those guys, I mean, you know, you go down the list, uh, uh, Trevon Walker at Georgia, I mean – You know, you have that's why I said you got to get your ideally it's still development, though. I mean, Nathan O'Neill, who works with all the NFL guys, just got done working the Von Miller Pass Rush Academy. He, He puts it much better than I can, Bobby, that it takes time to develop as a pass rusher. It just doesn't happen when you get to college. And so if there is a special guy, then, yeah, like if you have a Colin Simmons who just is such a level guy, and he plays with such a motor and an energy and physicality and passion that you know he's going to come in and get get hands on quarterbacks year one just off of how talented he is. He's still got to develop, though. Um, but, yeah, I think that it's interesting that Texas is going to be behind, I think, going into the SEC. They're going to be behind Georgia, Clemson, even though they're not in SEC. I'm just going top programs. Um, Alabama probably LSU and nationally, Ohio state, maybe even Texas A&M on the defensive front. Right. I mean, those the, in 2024, but I think they're recruiting the right guys. That's what I'm looking at. They're recruiting the right guys. They have to close out on some of them. All
0: right. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, super chat sky Dog. Good question. Uh, this one coming in from horns fan 22 or 22, four or two, two, four. Will these commitments begin a big wave or not yet? Um, Let's be clear. We believe there are other commitments that are not public yet. Yeah. So I think the weekend did start a wave. Um, it's going to have ripple effects far into the future, into the month of July is my belief. Yeah. Um, then you have next week to add on to that. OK, so I believe that what we've seen now in these two commitments, uh, Horns fan is basically the beginning of what is going to be in effect over the next uh three weeks to four weeks, probably on into a little bit of uh, the month of August before players start their senior seasons.
1: Yeah, no, that's, that's it. I mean, I think the first two weeks in July are going to be really big. Um, There's multiple guys, you know, if you think about Parker Livingstone's the first week of July guy, Um, Melvin Hills, July 15th, right? Um, There's a number of guys that have this July, uh, first week, second week in July, uh, Aaron Hampton's July 6th or 7th, right? Um, I think Christian Clark comes off the board uh, before August. Um, So I I think, yes, I think Texas built momentum. And here's where you build momentum. I think this is important. This is where you build momentum without getting as many public commitments. The kids have text message threads. They know where each other are going. (laughs) We may not always know when kids gonna commit, but on those threads, those kids know. Yep,
0: they got a feel.
1: At, At bottom the bottom line, line, they they know, or their player host may know, right? So there, there's a buildup um, in, in recruiting for Texas this weekend for sure, um, and I think it's perfect. Look, I mean, I think these there's a reason Sark and these guys wait to the last weekends in June. They like to let some of these kids get. Get two or three visits. They know exactly what they're dealing with here. Uh, And then they bring them on. And and the Texas official visit in June has become very hard to beat. I think we can both say that, uh, being
0: blunt about it. Yep. All right. right. Speaking with Jerry Hamilton of InsideTexas.com, please consider a uh, subscription to InsideTexas.com. If you don't have one already, you don't know what you're missing, uh, visit us on the message boards and be part of that uh, community as well. Uh, Jerry, we got a few time for a few more questions here. Uh, let's hit this one real quick from Longhorn. Uh, who will be the first OL commitment for <laughs> Kyle Flood, the Texas offensive line coach in 2023? July is normally flood season. <laughs> That's a great question. Um,
1: it'd be fitting if the center was the first one, Daniel Cruz. We'll see what happens um, next weekend. Uh, these kids tend to like to have their own day. Um, look, I think tech. I think the interesting thing with offensive line recruiting is, Texas is in a pretty good position with all these kids. I mean, if we just run down the list, I have an RPM for Cruz. I'm not backing off it. I actually put an RPM in for Makai Saina today. I think the mom really likes Kyle Flood. We'll see how this visit goes next weekend. Uh, I think Calhoun is Georgia, Texas. I mean, I know he visited Alabama. I know he just visited Tennessee, but it's been Georgia, Texas. Uh, Brandon Baker. I think Texas is. Right there. Uh, Nair Daniels, I think Texas probably is the leader now. He wasn't Georgia this weekend. Um, but I think Texas was the leader headed the June. Eugene Brooks, I think Texas is the leader. Um, who's the first to commit? I'm going to go out on the limb and say Cruz, but um, I think you're right, though. July is going to be a flood season
0: <laughs> once All again. Right. Good stuff. Thanks, Longhorn, for those questions, or for that question as well. Trying to get to as many different people as possible tonight. Eric Davis, great one. Yeah, yeah. thank you all for all uh, joining us. Jerry and I enjoy doing this uh, each and every Sunday night now. This is our third or fourth one uh, wow. that we've done. It's been fun. We've always had a lot of uh, participation, and we appreciate that. Also join us on Tuesday nights and Friday afternoons as well. All right, so let's go to uh, Eric Davis here. Jerry, are we back to being a cool school? This is something that you've talked about, yeah. Jerry. Yeah, I know that was a trend line with recruits. Hell of a week, boys. Hook them. Your thoughts
1: on this? I think they're very close. I think from a recruiting standpoint with arts going to Texas, I mean, look, I'm not saying one guy changes the whole perception, but it certainly put a big dent in it. Yeah. It, 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 it it changed the paradigm in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, yeah. No question. Um, And I think I think they're getting close. Look, I think. If you can get over that hump this year and you can get the 10 wins and you sit in the top 10 all year and you're moving into the SEC, um, I think the players are saying great things to recruits about Texas. I think Texas is right there on the verge of it. You know, here's, here's how close you are right now, in my opinion, is I think the University of Texas is, is cool. I think the program now needs to get over the, the, the hump for all these kids to just kind of start that tidal wave of momentum. It's a big year for Sark and these guys from that standpoint. You want Quinn Ewers to be look like a first- or second-round pick and go to the NFL. You want Sanders to go be a second-round pick. You want um, Jalen Ford to be a draft pick. You want Worthy and A.D. Mitchell to say, oh, we had a great year, but we're going pro because we're going to be second- or third-round picks. That's when it starts to really shift because these kids start to say, okay, wait. they want They went from five wins to eight wins to ten wins. We already love going to Austin. You're going to the SEC. Now you had like seven or eight guys drafted.
0: It, it, Texas is right there. Got it. Uh, thanks, Eric, for the question. On to Victor Santiago. Jerry, how many LBs are we taking this cycle? I, I We were told uh, uh, one to two. Uh, yeah. One, definitely. Two, maybe, if it's
1: the right guy. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's exactly where it's at. One or two. Um, I don't think
0: they're going to take, in their minds, a stretch at the position. Right. and And they took, I think, four last year. Uh, So you have to think of that as as well. And uh, they like those guys, by the way. Yep. All right. This is a great question from Will Butler. What's the over-under for hours of sleep Jerry gets tonight? (laughs) Okay, so
1: we're about to be done with this. I'm going to jump in the shower. Then I'm going to watch Ridiculousness (laughs) on MTV to get some laughs in. Um, I'll say I go to bed at 11 and wake up at 4.30. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, I'm an
0: early riser too, but I'm not 4:30, Jerry. Well, I'm I'm out of control. <laughs> All right, this is a, we're gonna finish one with this one. Uh, we appreciate everybody tonight. This was from King May. Uh, What's more of a priority in this class, preparing for the SEC? This is culture, an unbelievably good question. Yeah, culture. What, is, fit, what are your thoughts? Culture fit or talent? I I think it's a combo. Yeah, I don't think you can have one without the other um, at the highest level of football and be competitive. I think they need talented guys that are committed to a work ethic. Yeah. Um, not just, you don't get, you don't get good in the sec by being a guy that works a hundred days a year. You right. got to work 365. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just the way it is.
1: I, I totally agree with that. I, here's, here's where I think, by the way, E Kim keeps asking about Weston Davis, offensive tackle out of Beaumont United. Flood went by there in May. Texas has talked to Weston Davis. If his recruitment goes into the fall and Texas misses on a Calhoun or Baker still has a tackle spot, I think they can make a move there um, to answer that question. Um, I think Sark and these guys really like where their culture is at right now, so that gives them the ability to take a couple of borderline guys that are really talented. It didn't work out with a Jai Hall and a couple other guys, but if you have your culture in a really good spot, then you can test that a little bit. You can't have too many of those guys because of what you've built, but I think you can have two or three of those guys in this class and see if your culture can push those kids over the top. Um, I think that's when you have really good culture in your program. But I agree with Bobby. I think it's a combo. I think Texas. Here's my thing: Texas had a top, two top five classes in a row. I think they're going to have three straight top ten recruiting classes. Whether you rank three, five, seven, or nine, it don't make an S, whatever a Bill Bradley said before the coin flip, right? If you recruit three top 10 classes in a row, your talent level is getting where it needs to be. Uh, I don't think Texas should sacrifice culture for talent. If they're the ninth class and they have the fit, good. But don't go to the number four class and test it too much.
0: All right, let me, uh, let me talk. Uh, one last thing here yep. I want to say uh, about the cool school comment. Part of that, Jerry, in my opinion, uh, that has worked in Texas's favor is Sark's demeanor on, yeah. on these visits. I, I hear that he's very laid back um, and approachable uh, yeah. to the kids and their families, uh, very realistic with them, straightforward. Uh, so as much as that matters, I'm not sure as it right. relates to some, some level of recruiting. But I th- certainly think that California cool type that he can exude at times has been helpful. Yeah. Uh, recruiting not only guys from the city of California, but in the southeast, and it's played well in Texas uh, as well. All right, uh, Jerry Hamilton, fantastic job this weekend, man. Thank you, sir. Uh, just a tremendous. Uh, I know I'm speaking not just for my, not just for all these fans, but for myself as well. Uh, you, Justin Wells, Eric, Joe Cook, all of you guys, uh, everything you did on Inside Texas was just absolutely phenomenal. Also, want to say thank you to our uh, super chat guys, Justin Yarbrough, Texas Dirty Boy. Uh, Sky Dog, Horns Fan 224, uh, and uh, Justin Yarbrough is going to have you drinking Starbucks, Jerry, uh, this time tomorrow uh, at evening if there is another commitment the, that comes through, what have you. All and right. I say
1: this all the time for all you guys that we didn't get to your questions. We'll be live again Tuesday, Friday. We'll do it again. Uh, keep asking those questions. We'll get to
0: them. All right. I appreciate you, Jerry. Uh, you guys have a good night uh, and uh, two hook them, two commits for the Longhorns. Over the weekend, big recruiting weekend, 21 official visitors in all. Uh, We'll have more on this and other recruiting topics uh, on Texas football tomorrow. Take care now.